Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast episode number 92. Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast, the podcast dedicated to inspiring dancers worldwide whose hearts have been touched by music and dance. The universal language of dance and music is spoken by many of us throughout the world. We want to motivate the dancer in you by sharing stories, insights, and ideas to enhance your journey. Join us now with your host, Charles Ogar. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast. And we're coming at you with another weekly episode. We're getting closer and closer, less than 10 episodes away to 100 episodes on the podcast. And I'm looking forward to that particular episode. I've been thinking about ideas of like what to do for that particular episode. We'll see. But I'm excited to get there. And today I'm glad that we have another talented his lead in the world um, to come and talk with us today. So thank you so much for speaking with me today, Shamalo. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. Yes, definitely. This year has been a little bit crazy and people are trying to adapt the best way that they can and things like that. So it's good. It'll be a good conversation. It's been interesting to interview people during quarantine and see what different artists are doing, you know, because before it was about the festival life and lots of festivals and socials and things like that. And now we've had a lot of time to ourselves in, in our homes. And so it's it's good to hear um, from the people and how they're adapting. So how has this year been for you? Extremely challenging, extremely challenging because uh, I've been investing a lot on the on my dance school. So mm-hmm. 2019, I got a brand new dance studio. I invest almost all my money in it. Mm. Uh, yeah, because of the Corona situation, and you need to give up the studio. That uh, yeah, I put all my sweat and tears in it. Mm-hmm. Currently, I'm still surviving with the dance school and working with a job on the side. I got you. Nice, nice, nice. I saw a few months ago that you were doing some classes outside. Yeah. How was how was that experience? Was amazing. Was amazing. It's a different approach. We needed actually to make a, a solo styling classes, mm. so it helped uh, to just uh, explore the knowledge and the pedagogy in a different way and brings brand new inspirational technique or lesson or project or concept. Mm, I got you. That's awesome. Can you let the listeners know what the name of your dance school is? This is Castle of Dance. Why Castle of Dance? <laughs> because I'm not dancing, dancing uh, only Kizomba. So mm. I'm a hip-hop teacher and actually uh, I'm someone who likes to make uh, the link between people and having a dance school when we can uh, mix social dance and urban dance can be amazing. Mm, definitely. I would definitely say you're, you can see your hip hop style in your way that you dance, <laughs> but you also see really strong like Kizomba Semba fundamentals as well, which is cool. But I remember the remix that you did to, um, was it Missy? Missy Elliott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. So, and you did it to the original song, which is rare to see sometimes, you know. But 
it's definitely awesome if we can take this this awesome golden era of music and start to apply our kiss steps to it, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because I, I actually I'm, uh, I'm uh, into this uh, project that I start like three years ago, which is R and keys. Mm-hmm. So going with the influence of hip hop in a strong way and going with the influence of Kizomba Samba, uh, with it. So it's actually a 50, 50 percent hip hop and Kizomba lesson. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you get fundamental in Kizomba and fundamental in hip hop and the just the video talk by, by itself. So let's mm-hmm. all enjoy everything, the lesson, the vibe, and basically the step that we are doing after the demo or the step that they did learn, uh, during the lesson. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. So if somebody's listening to the podcast now, and let's say they haven't heard about you. Can you let us know what your dance life looked like in 2019? So before Corona, but 2019, so just that bubble of time, how did your dance life look? Really busy, really busy. Uh So uh, basically I own my own dance school. So I need to practice, I need to prepare, I need to uh, create new concepts because, you know, I have students that follow me for years. And my goal mm. is to never give one same lesson. So I needed to manage my schedule between having um, Kizomba practice, mm-hmm. hip hop practice, and managing all the bookings every weekend. <laughs> mm-hmm. So and can you let the people know where you live? In the, the Netherlands. Okay, awesome. Uh, I've been interviewing different people from the Netherlands. So I've had Danielle on the podcast. I did. I just did a podcast with uh, David Rella. And it's interesting to see the, the vibe and the talent that's coming out of the Netherlands in the last like three, four years, you know? Yeah, definitely. Because music-wise, the Netherlands did impact a lot the Kizomba world. Mm-hmm. Because Nelson Pretas and Johnny Ramos, those guys, the Ghetto Zook, I guess old school guys are in Rotterdam. Yeah. So are you in Rotterdam as well? No, no, no. Uh, I've been living in Amsterdam, but currently I'm in Den Haag. It's like that, that we said, but yeah, not only even uh, Nelson Freitas with the the music also, because now we have like those influence Mombatom and Mm. crazy Dutch uh, guys with crazy beat (laughs) and stuff. So I can imagine. Yeah. No, it's awesome to see the the talent from the instructors and the DJs and, and things like that coming from the Netherlands. It's been really awesome to be a part of that. And then more of you guys are starting to we're starting to go to the festivals as well, because for a time, if there was urban kids, it was definitely like a Parisian instructor or a Parisian DJ. And then now it started to mix up a little bit. So it was good. Yeah. But this is the evolution of the dance. And, and you know, it's just logical, you know. The people that now are teacher were student at somehow mm-hmm. back in the day. And uh, the fact that they can develop the dance help us, the, the, the one where they are before, to develop our dance even more. Mm-hmm. And you said that you had your bookings with uh, Mirti going to different festivals uh, almost every weekend, I would assume, yeah? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Actually, it was even too tough. My lady <laughs> put a rule for me, like I needed to yeah. have like one weekend free per month. 
Mm-hmm. So maximum three weekends per month. Yeah. Or in case three, four, if it has five weekends. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I got you. Awesome. Awesome. So you mentioned back in the day. So let's go ahead and go back in the day to when you were first introduced to dance. I know you mentioned hip hop, you mentioned Kizomba. So uh, I'm curious where you were born, first and foremost, and then how you got introduced to dance. Okay. Um, I was born in, uh, in the suburb of Paris, mm-hmm. in a small town called Champigny-sur-Marne. Uh, how I was introduced by, uh, to dance <laughs> with my uh, background, because I'm Congolese and mm-hmm. <laughs> Congolese people uh, listen a lot of music. And next to that, I'm also the son of a pastor. So <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I needed to, 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 to sing. I was just dancing all the time. But my, my first time that I fell in love with dance is when my big brother came, you know, back in the day, you couldn't have like those online lessons and stuff. <laughs> to, to have, you know, those old cassettes. Uh, mm-hmm. or VCR. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you had like all those, 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 uh, pioneer of, of hip hop, like Skitter Rabbit, uh, and those, and you needed to just learn their, then their step. Mm-hmm. So it started this way. So your brother was also a dancer? Not really, you know, let's say, uh, I'm not going to say we black because now it's not totally true. It's like back in the day, everyone somehow wanted to dance and secretly you have your secret weapon so <laughs> you train in secret <laughs> and when mm-hmm. they have a boom on a small party for the the, the 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 children so you could show some move mm-hmm. that that's how he, he was doing this he, he was he wasn't a really uh big dancer he did maybe some some lesson for six months some something i got you but not more I got you. I got you. And your parents, both of your parents are from Congo. Yeah. Nice. And so you're a first generation that was born in France. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. So may I ask if you had any other brothers or sisters? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I have uh, one older sister, one older brother and two younger brother. Mm, So you're in the middle. Yeah, I'm in the middle. Nice. I'm actually the first of the union of my, my parents. But the funny thing is that we are all artists. Mm. The exception is my sister, but we are all doing something related to music. Nice. That's awesome. I'm the oldest of eight. So <laughs> it was definitely interesting in the household and how you're like, you're basically the babysitter that's on call, permanent babysitter to help take care of if they need to work or go somewhere. And my dad was also pretty quick to the two oldest ones were two boys. So my dad, he had his business and we didn't really have a choice, but to work for him to help the family business, you know? Yeah. 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 I I feel that because, because in a way I've been playing drum (laughs) at church Mm -hmm. and my, my father has his own plan. So, you know, he put my (laughs) brother in the synthesizer, you know, the electronic piano. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's funny because we needed to be together on the synthesizer and I said, no, I want to play drum. I want to play drum. Mm-hmm. So my little brother started before me because the, 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 the waiting list for the drum was just crazy. 
And and now it ends up that I'm uh, connected to Kizomba with a lot of percussion. And mm. my brother is one of the best producers in France uh, mm. due to the synthesizer. Nice. What kind of music does he produce? He produces everything. Um, you know, actually, you, 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 you might even know some song. Uh, you know, they have like at some point this uh, song that every DJ made a remix of, El Dorado. Islam. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My little brother created this song. And that's a really, uh, there's so many remixes of that one, but it's a really nice one. The original is my, my little brother, and Islam is someone I grew up with. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know. This is why it's awesome to do the podcast because, like, even if we, if we take 10 of your classes, uh-huh. like, we will never have a chance to sit down and kind of like talk about these things, you know? No, because the, the funny thing is like, you know, at some point, my, my little brother was, uh, the jury of, uh, uh, contest like, uh, X factor, you know, the mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. and people start to message me like, Whoa, they have someone look like you on TV. And, stuff. <laughs> and, and, and I, I just reply, yeah, it's my little brother. Everyone was like, mm-hmm. Oh no. How, how <laughs> it was just funny. Nice. That's awesome. Is he still in France or is he in Amsterdam with you or? No, no, he is, he's in France, like being in the real estate uh, business and stuff. Hmm. I got you. Nice, nice, nice. So you got exposed to some online or some VCR classes, uh, when you're growing up and then what happened? Then, uh, I heard that they had like some hip hop class Mm -hmm. in the, in the neighborhood. But you know, back in the day, the opportunity for a child to access to a hip hop lesson or dance lesson was very, very limited. So if you were a children, uh, uh, where I grew up, you needed to be first 13 years old to be able to attend the class. They didn't add any classes for, uh, the people below this age. Mm-hmm. It was really crazy, you know, and, and in between you have like this movie, you came out, you got served. <laughs> uh-huh. So before that, I was like doing my fake break by my cassette uh, lessons. Uh-huh. I was just waiting to, 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 to get 13 years old, to be able to, to, to get through my, my first hip hop lesson. Mm-hmm. I was staring at the window and sometimes they were running after us like, yeah, you cannot look and stuff. So, you know, I just looked it up and you guys served came out in 2004. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So you're waiting until you turn 13 and then that's when you're able to t- start taking the hip hop classes. Exactly. And were you like taking the classes like every week, five times a week? But it was just one time a week. So, but the one time mm. was enough because you were just dreaming about everything. And you know, when you love something, you just spread the word. So mm. my one lesson, I was just giving this lesson to every single person that were talking with me. Yeah. You don't know about hip hop. It's crazy, bro. You know, like the movie and stuff, you can do that and blah, blah, blah. And it was just, just going like crazy. I bring a lot of people to this dance school, actually. Hmm. But yeah. What was the name of the school? The the association was uh, Synopsis and mm-hmm. the hip hop crew was training me. Uh, it's a famous hip hop crew in France is you that. Okay. Nice. 
And so did you guys do performances and competitions and things like that? Uh, yeah, it was really the underground scene because I was a freestyler dancer that, that helped me a lot for Kizomba actually. Mm. And the fact that actually, uh, we were doing uh, freestyle. So we were going a lot for battles, uh, mm. representing the crew. So, you know, you, you needed to be mature enough in your dance to have the right to go to a battle and represent your team. Mm. That was a long journey, but I made it. <laughs> I got you. And so how many years did you do that before you found out about Kizomba or was Kizomba even your next dance? Kizomba, it's really, f- the, the, my, my connection with Kizomba was just, uh, amazing because my neighbor was converting. Mm. I was already familiar with the music. Okay. So, you know, especially, you know, back in the day with the Cabo Love, Cabo mm-hmm. and, and Caribbean Zook music for us and Cabo Zook was kind of sounding the same. Mm-hmm. Like you understand more in the Zouk, <laughs> the language, than into the Cabo. But I was mm-hmm. like, oh, back in the day, I had like my CD player, and I always had those love songs, Zouk, Cabo. Mm-hmm. And I had also uh, beyond each track, a hip hop track, because back mm-hmm. in the day, if you listen some soft music, in my ghetto, you couldn't do that. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, definitely. Are you a lady to to listen this? Blah blah. blah. <laughs> so what are you listening? And when someone take one here, switch it up. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Nice. It's like yeah, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah, you, you. And and before mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my baby. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, I remember a, a lot of those super old songs in Creole from Nelson Freitas. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Um, my bow, that, that was definitely something that was used a lot, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the one that shocked me was in Claire Volta from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When, when you don't uh, see the video clip, you think that it's a lady who sing. Mm. And when you start to see the video clip, you see George with big glasses and you're like, what the fuck? Is it? Yeah. So it, it was funny, interesting. Nice. So you already knew about the music. How did you find out about the dance? The dance. Uh, it's like, uh, you know, at some point when you, uh, because for, for us in France, you know, you go to college in between 11 years old and 14 years old, but it's not the same thing as, as you guys in, in the U.S. As a university. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, you know, you have like sometimes some small parties, you know, for those kind of children. I'm not going to say teenager, but really children. And we play everything, but we see our parents or our uh, cousin, uncle, or the, 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 the family or friends dancing those, those stuff. So we try to dance like them. But with mm-hmm. more, you know, back in the day, you don't learn this. You you just look, you copy, and with your own feeling, you're gonna figure out something. So uh, that was that was the first time I would think I was like 11, 12, something like that. And we were stressed with my friends, so we mm-hmm. like we make up like a training. Okay, how we do the step? How we do that? Okay, you need to do one, two, three mark. One, two, three mark. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, this, this read, this rhythm 
was mind fuck. You were like, what? Mm-hmm. One, two, stop. And you need to keep the beat. Oh, and you, you just mm-hmm. go crazy. And that was my first Passat. So because I was with they didn't call this Kizomba. Yeah. They were calling this Passat. So yeah, and that's a Passat. So we were, we were just like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do my Passat. And, uh, you know, you don't care about if they have a lead or a follow as long as you dance with flow and you mm. can feel the connection in terms of vibe with the mm. lead. That was just good. I got you. Nice. And so how long did you do this before you found out about the other styles of Kizomba? Uh, I've been doing this for at least beside this, I think. 10 years, something like that. Because mm. I think it's, I was 20, 20 or uh, 21, 20, between 20 and 22. Mm-hmm. And I was used to go to the club, you know, and I had a team, like we had a team and we were dancers. So we know that mm-hmm. we're going to go, we're going to burn the dance floor. Mm-hmm. So they start to do this, uh, this thing. And back in the day was Tony Pirata. And mm-hmm. before the, 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 the Caribbean party, they were giving a Kizomba lesson. Mm. And I was like, what does those guys are doing? They're working. <laughs> and, you know, beside the fact that I was just staying with Cap Virgin people, so I was comparing. I was like, yeah, the Cap Virgin mm-hmm. dance way better than, <laughs> than those people uh, that just walk. Mm-hmm. And I have also my hip hop view, like yeah, the music, uh, listen, and uh, this and that, and, and I was exactly. Like, no, no, no. I'm. I said to myself, I will never do that. Tony <laughs> 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 can dance. Tony is really good, but the rest, mm-hmm. no. So we mm-hmm. were think that the GJ just switched the vibe to be able to. Mm-hmm. Enjoy, but we somehow we like to look at it. Hmm. We like to to really look at it, and and how it catch me is that I was at the gym, I would mm-hmm. and they had also a lesson, but they were on the need to have some lead. Hmm. Well, like yeah. typical, <laughs> yeah. But you know you're in the you're in the gym, so you you you, you can take anyone. And actually, mm-hmm. if you were a, a, a member of this gym, you could just attempt the lesson for free, mm. which is which is really good. <laughs> and and actually, I didn't want it to go, but you know, they have always a friend like, look, they have ladies and stuff. man, I don't want to do this walking stuff. Mm. So I went, but like kind of in a moonwalk, <laughs> like mm. I went in, in there and I, at the end I was like, actually I can mix my, my stuff with this mm. already. Even he asked me to just do the, the step like, but I, I needed to put like some shamalo flavor all the time. Mm-hmm. Bam, and they were looking at me. They said from the first lesson, you, we're going to bring you to parties. I was like, what? Why did they, they tell me this? I don't understand. Say, yeah, Kizomba party and stuff. I was already feeling the pressure. Only Kizomba. And they, they, they knew a lot of steps. So mm. I was like, Mm-mm, I'm not going to follow you. If you're walking, 
They can have a lot of steps. I know already uh, three times, <laughs> Lady Saida. <laughs> it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, actually, since this day, I never stopped. Mm-hmm. And we were in 2013. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my first introduction to dance for Kizomba was 2012-2013. So this is the time that like Albir was getting popular, Felicien, yeah. Tony Pirata, Simeon, and these guys. So as you started to go to the parties, did you find out about the other talent that was in France besides uh, Tony Pirata? Yeah, 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 because the, the, the good thing, and I miss that, I miss that a lot. Back in the day, uh, let's say that if you go, each teacher bring his, his, his thing into the scene. Mm. But people were aware about it. So they say like, okay, if you want to know more foundation, go to King Ali. Uh, if you want mm-hmm. to get like more good connection, go to Curtis. Uh, if you want to get like more footwork, go to Moon. And everyone mm. was just doing this mouth to mouth advice. And mm-hmm. you didn't care if if it was good or not. You just knew that you will learn because back in the day was just your 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 you were focused on progression. Like mm. I'm starving. I want I want I want more. You know when when you start to get I don't know if you if you had this also, but you know when you start to get your first kiss on stuff, you start at work to do randomly your steps. Mm-hmm. Definitely to, to feel the thing and say, oh no ships. I don't remember how we did it. Okay, let me look the video first. Mm-hmm. In every in Paris, we were lucky. Almost every day you could go. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, it was like two, three times a week. Now it's, now it's really every day. For sure. And and we, we were going like that. So I get to know all the talents just because... We didn't care if you were good or if your video was like going viral. We just knew mm. that you're going to learn me something new. Yeah, that makes sense. So before I got to, I guess, driven by social media and demos and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So you, you said that you miss how it was back in the day. How would you say that it like transitioned into, I guess, current day? Back in the day. You didn't, as a leader, you didn't need to have thousand steps. Mm. As a follow, you didn't go for, I want to express, I want to express myself alone. <laughs> I want to express myself. Lady styling, la- lady uh, fire, which is good, you mm-hmm. know, lady power, because back in, in a way, for me, the lady is, is choosing the temperature of the, of the, of the, 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 the dance. Because she mm-hmm. allows you to to move forward with a certain type of movement, uh, depending also if you feel uh, the, the, uh, the same way. But it was so nice. You know, sometimes back in the day, you were just going to the party to just find out this special connection. And it doesn't mm-hmm. need to be sensual. It doesn't need to be sexual. It was just, you have this connection, you feel it over here, Mm-hmm. Like oh man, I can I can just I can just stay with this person. My my party is is really good. I got you. And after at the end, is like kind of you're waking up uh, from your dream. I'm a dream. Mm-hmm. You're like okay, and you start to understand. Okay, you are one of my best dancer. 
But sometimes mm. connection happens once. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, it makes sense for sure. So how did you start finding a way to actually start becoming an instructor? Huh. That was a funny journey, actually. I, did, yeah. I didn't want it to be an, ex- an instructor. Did you teach any hip hop? Yeah, 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 I was teaching hip hop. Okay. Uh, mostly, yeah, mostly a foundation or choreography. But I refused to teach Kizomba because I remember one of my first uh, festival in Sweden. Uh, I was unknown and I wasn't able to speak English, actually. <laughs> Uh, I was just dancing my thing and people were asking me tips because they, they, they see that I'm bringing something totally different. And I'm like, you shouldn't ask me. You should ask the teacher. <laughs> they say, yeah, you should teach and blah, blah, blah. You know, people start to go like that. And I was like, no, hell no. <laughs> because I had this mentally from hip, uh, the, the, the mentality from hip hop, which is if you want to teach, you should learn the culture first. Second, mm. you should prove yourself. So do something in in, in the in this uh, in this dance that can tell that okay, this guy has a certain standard. Mm. And keep learning. And for me, I didn't. I just knew my Cap Virgin flavor and stuff, and my hip hop stuff. But I didn't know the 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 the, the culture for, from 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 Kizomba from Semba. Uh, I needed to learn that because even at the beginning, my first Semba I was like, oh, no 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 no, I don't like the music. But now, mm-hmm. Semba, I'm gonna be the one who's gonna <laughs> fight with the DJ. Yeah. So when those things happens, I was like, I don't know, I don't want to do that. And people didn't understand me. They say, yeah, you stupid. Oh, look, this guy, he is he, doing this and blah, blah, blah. And I say, I don't care who I am to be a teacher of Kizomba. Mm. I say like, yeah, guys, yeah, I'm going to teach you Kizomba. Because I start to get like frustrated because people came up with their own names of of, of best. So you go to, uh, uh, to, to left, this guy's going to say like, yeah, this thing is one love. You're going to go to the right. He's going to say, yeah, it's suave. You're going to go here. It's mm-hmm. You go there and say, Charo, Charo. You're like, who is saying the right <laughs> thing? It's the same step. Mm-hmm. So you get confused. I remember this when I first started. Definitely. It was confusing. Yeah, it was confusing. And even me, uh, I made some mistake, you know, by the, by the mistake, you learn how to grow, you know? For sure. Well, and at some point, you know, I needed to move to the Netherlands and open a dance school. But I said to myself, uh, I make like a bet. I said, I'm going to learn the culture. I'm going to make a lot of research. And second, I'm going to do Africa Danza. Because mm. you, you mentioned in 2012, Felician, mm-hmm. Curtis, Albir, Tony, they yeah. were starting to get known. They did the competition Africa, Africa Dance exactly mm-hmm. because also Tony Pirata was also uh, with his music because he, he did like a, a song and his song was like going everywhere for sure. So I said, I'm gonna try Africa Dance if I won everything, I'm opening the dance school. So 
Before we talk about the results of Africa Densar, what was the reason for you to move to Amsterdam? Uh, business opportunity and my ex-girlfriend. Mm, I got you. So basically I was searching for a job, but uh, was kind of complicated. And because I, I'm a French native, and back in the day, my English wasn't even as good as now. And even now, mm-hmm. I still need to make some progress. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> we can understand each other, so it's it's fine. For sure. Uh, but yeah, so we didn't found it. We were like, okay. She said to me, like, you're extremely good at give, uh, to give advice to people. Because I was also part of uh, this taxi team back in the day, Dreamkeys. Mm. And we were going also traveling and someone, it's kind of a mentor back in the day for, it was a mentor for me, uh, was uh, Yanu, he was teaching and the... Yanu Marshall. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. He was the, I met him once. I don't remember where, but I met him once in Europe. Yeah, but he's crazy. So you're going to see him straight. <laughs> 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 so he was teaching and we were backing him up uh, during the lessons. So when the people didn't understood, I was taking the people on the side and taking more time to explain it deeper. And it was funny because some people didn't understood. Uh, first, he was speaking Franklish and... Mm. They didn't understood uh, the step, but I take like two people on the side. In five minutes, they came back. They were kind of the best of the class. Mm. And my my lady, my my ex lady, ladies was like, "Yeah, it's amazing. You are so patient, and you find out the right world for this person to unlock." So right on. What I'm saying, like I don't know. I'm just feeling the connection. So when I feel the person. I can uh, go deep. So it's just, it was just an natural, a natural uh, instinct. Mm-hmm. She said like, okay, do something with it. I said, why not? So I opened a dance school. And that was the, the castle of dance. Exactly. So we came up with this idea and yeah, it was, it was just actually a big revelation because how many people went through the dance school is, is the number are just, it's just crazy. Mm. And we skipped a little bit. Uh, what happened in your Africa Densar? Ha ha. Yeah. Let's go back to that. It was really funny because to be honest, I was like think- thinking that I was in a election of a miss, you know, mm-hmm. it was like, you know, when the ladies look at each other, Oh, you're so cute. <laughs> and behind they are like insulting you like, yeah, I hope you're going to lose. Uh, yay. Yeah. <laughs> She's not pretty or it was, you could, you could feel the tension, but uh, it was funny because we were a big surprise because I'm someone basically, <laughs> I said, basically I'm shy. Mm. And that's why I observe a lot, you know, because I was used to, to observe and not talk much, but dancing helped me to open up, you know? So when we arrived, people didn't even knew that I was a dancer before this. Because hmm. they see me at the, the, the Kizomba party, I dance my Kizomba. Uh, you like me, you say hi to me, you don't like me. It doesn't change my, my thing because when it's finished, I'm just going home. So they were like, yeah, Shamalo, you cannot do that. Uh, 
you know, before Africa Danza, you need to do some small contest and stuff because blah, 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 blah. Everyone was just telling me his own story, but I had my goal. It's like, I I put a bet on, on my, 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 my future. Is this or nothing? Hmm. And people couldn't understand. And they were like, yeah, you're going to lose, blah, blah, blah. And I was trying to hide it. But, you know, somehow they get the fact that my name was on the list. Mm. And so we arrived. So there are three, three steps. So first you need to, 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 to want the city. And if you want the city, you need to fight for representing your country, but you need to mm-hmm. be the three first place to be able to go to Portugal to fight for the international uh, contest. Mm-hmm. So in Paris, we arrived. People were looking at us like, what are they going to do? So we, we... And this is with you and Lydia? Lydia, yeah, exactly. Because, <clears throat> you know, Lydia Lydia was starting, actually, but I was there already for, for a while. Lydia, mm-hmm. I did a podcast with her as well, so I'll link her podcast in the show notes, but she's definitely an awesome dancer. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing. She's amazing. She's really talented. <laughs> they have uh, no discussion on this. She's, she's a powerful woman. And one is about the dance floor. Yeah, she's on the top. So mm-hmm. doing a show with her was like uh, amazing, you know. So we start to, uh, to to connect on the on the dance floor, and you know we were just laughing with each other, and we talked like, yeah, I'm saying now, nah, yeah, I'm gonna go uh, to the Netherlands, and right now, um, uh, I think I'm gonna do this contest. She said, yeah, do you have a partner already? I said, like, no. And we start to talk and stuff. And after we say, why not doing this together? Mm-hmm. So why not? So we start to, to, to do the thing. So I buy my first MacBook Pro <laughs> because uh, the thing that people don't know is that I made all the track song by myself. Mm. So I buy my, my laptop and I said, like, okay. I need to learn this thing because I was asking around. People was asking me like money, but when I was listening, what they were doing, I was like, I'm never going to do what I want. So basically this, this track song, I was like almost not sleeping because I was just doing this modification, 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 but I become better and better and better with practice. They have no secret. Mm -hmm. So we create this military show. We did this one time before the, the Africa dance competition Mm -hmm. and it was extremely bad, a really bad show, extremely bad that we felt this. We were so ashamed about it that we say we're going to boost it up and we created and created and created, editing everything. And when we came on the, 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 the day of the military show, people was like, Whoa, okay. Those guys are not laughing. But they give us like a feedback, like, yeah, we want to see more Kizomba because we really see that you guys are hip hop. Mm. And we were okay. But I I was happy with that first because we won. And second, Mm -hmm. I was just, uh, I was just a bit mad because I was like the, without sounding bad back in the day, my vision was like Kizomba people don't do good show. Mm. If you want to see something amazing, go to Angola. They're going to, they're going to give you something amazing, really amazing. In Europe, I didn't see a show that I was like, whoa. So we had a vision 
with Lydia and we said like, we need to shock them. We need to find something that they, at some point, everyone is like, they talk to us and it's like, without being arrogant, but just like, if I talk with you with my argument, it's my argument against your argument. But if I put the video, mm-hmm. it's done. I don't need to talk. You just look at it. Mm-hmm. So we won Paris. Big surprise. Everyone's like, oh. And it's really funny to see the switch of the people. Because mm. that people was telling me, yeah, you're going to lose. Blah, 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 blah. And at the end, those same person, can you help me for a show? Uh, oh, so amazing. <laughs> oh, you the best. I knew it. I was like, uh, you knew what? Because if I just get the conversation that we had previously, it was like mm-hmm. really, really negative. And somehow without knowing I was on the right track and I did the right thing. So mm. we have like a really, uh, we set up the mindset. We set up also our goals with uh, the body. And also we were doing some stuff at some point before the, the show. I was taking the idea. I was like, listen, okay, you see it. I see it. Close your eyes, breathe. Let your mind mm, visualization. Exactly. So we start to get like kind of ritual before the, the thing. Of course, I, I'm going to pray before to go. But, mm. you know, when we arrive in, in the Palais for the, for, to, to win France with the robot show, people were looking at us because I was painting Lydia and we were playing <laughs> the, back, the backstage. They say, what the fuck are you doing again? Yeah, you do this, you do that. Then because, you know, on the military show, it was really funny because I was the only one who bring uh, a lady for the makeup. So professional mm. mindset and stuff. I say, I pay you. I don't care. Give me your price. I want this to be like really good. So the ladies did the makeup and stuff. But this time, you know, we were like painting. Mm. What are you doing? And the fact I see this video like about uh, about uh, how to prepare your mind, your mindset. And this guy was like talking about someone that was uh, Olympic champion. Uh, of, uh, and this guy, someone wanted to distract him, but this guy was so focused, like looking straight. And he said like, this guy is a killer. So he is already, he's already another person in, in, in his, Mm. you can say whatever you want. He's not here, but I didn't see the video before to go to uh, the competition. So Mm. I was uh, having the eyes closed. And people were talking to me, but at least I hear them, but I didn't uh, engage with, with them because my eyes mm-hmm. were still staying closed. I was breathing slowly. They were like, why are you taking this so serious? Blah, blah, blah. This is, uh, you think you're going to... Uh, at the end, we just came downstairs and the rest is his story. <laughs> I remember when that video blew up on Facebook with the show and it was really cool. I, I still watch it. I can watch it now and it'll still give me goosebumps, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was it was really amazing because we were like going crazy. And, and you know, Lydia said to me, Let, let's do a robot show. She said like, yeah, back in the day, Mike Evans did something with Maimuna, but we can do way better. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, me, everything I'm in. And she said like, Okay, is it okay if I do the robot? Because, you know, I want that also that people 
see the, the value of a lady into the couple. And me, I'm, mm. like, I'm like that. I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> Let mm. me do that. I start to get the vision. It's, you know, it's funny when you start to get the vision, but you try to, to tell to the others, they will never understand mm-hmm. you because you have the clear pic- picture, but with your world, it will never be as strong as what you see. Mm-hmm. So I, I create this, uh, this, uh, soundtrack. So all the mm-hmm. effect of robots and stuff, I was going to YouTube to take sound effect. I twist them. I, I was just, mm-hmm. I think I did over a hundred times this soundtrack with modification. And mm-hmm. I said, yeah, we're going to do this like that. Okay. And after we, you hear like, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. this, just this was a, a piece of creativity because first isolation of, of Lydia with the story mm-hmm. of that in my head. And next to that, we had also a lot of people that help us like her ex-boyfriend King, shout out to King Ali Bharat that mm-hmm. helped us for the same part. So we said like, you know what people you were complaining about hip hop. Actually our ego was touched, <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, it was like, we were like this time they don't know. No, mm. they're going to just be in shock because in this show we put everything. We went, yeah, definitely. We went, uh, from, uh, Safi to, how you said this, uh, Semba and mm-hmm. after we switched to Mombatom. Which was mm. actually the big boom in 2016. Yeah. Yes, definitely. And at the end, we, we just finished with the, the, the song that just explode. And it's so funny because, you know, uh, trap trap in the band, I don't want to look like mm-hmm. it's also, uh, because, you know, when we knew this song, we knew this song with the Afro video, mm. and this Afro video. Now this guy start to become a, a friend. Is a, a Dutch guy mm. in the Netherlands, and now I'm currently taking lesson with him. Shout out to Reis Fernando. Nice. And th- th- this was amazing. It was just the perfect combination because the song, the choice, which we changed a lot, but when we finally got this masterpiece, just by listening this the the soundtrack. You, you feel you can, you can, you can see the show, hmm. but now you have the show and the soundtrack. You feel it straight. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really awesome. So you place this bet on yourself. Uh, you want Africa dancer and you decided to open up the school in Amsterdam. Yeah. The castle of dance. Yeah. And obviously I think Lilia didn't move to Amsterdam with you. Yeah. So no, 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 no. The, my, my plan was like, I move because basically me and Lydia, uh, it wasn't the plan to be real partner. We were like, okay, mm-hmm. let's do the show because we, we are both hip hop dancer. We can just show to the world something different. So when we went fr- when we won friends, I, I went straight to, to open the dance school, which was already happening before with the plan and with all the thing, you know, because you cannot open a, a company today, uh, today for tomorrow. Mm. So, uh, everything just went really good. But when we want friends, they have this interesting part that people don't know. We didn't want it to go to Portugal. Mm. So we said together, uh, you know what? Doesn't matter. We want friends. Uh, because the, the rules changed and they wanted us to pay 
uh, our own uh, ticket, uh, flight ticket, uh, our own food, and back in the day, we're, mm-hmm. so we were like, you know what? Never mind, you know. We're just gonna lose money because we already invest a lot on shows, on costume, or uh, exactly. Yeah, so it, it cost us a lot of money. So we said, like, okay, never mind. But <laughs> both we start to get dreams, but we because we didn't expect that the robot show explode. Mm. Two hours later, the 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 show was already twenty k on Facebook, and you know, back in the day, doing just twenty k was like whoa. Now yeah, you know, definitely, it's easy for sure. And the next day, I just woke up, hundred k views. We were just calling all the time each other. Hey, hey you look. Hey, <laughs> hey. And people, and my, my mailbox started to go. Hey, are you available? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, what do we say? And I've, at the beginning, we were like, okay, we didn't plan like that. And Didier was like, I don't know. That wasn't my plan. So we said like, okay, let's go. Because it's also a chance for us to, to, to move up. Hmm. So... Until that it, it it arrived to the million. And we were like, whoa. The first time dude, that people see a Kizomba show going to the million. Mm-hmm. And we were like, we need to go to Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go to Portugal. And thanks God, it's funny because my, my father is a pastor. My mm-hmm. father tell me exactly the moment that they give us the the trophy. He said, he said to me, my son, I see you uh, winning, but it's not you who is holding the cup. Look what happened. They say, and the winner is Shamalo E. Lydia. And they give the cup. <laughs> Lydia, she's like crying like, <laughs> like that with the cup. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's like, I said, uh, oh, Lydia. Uh. And Exactly this that my my father described, it happened. So we were actually super confident uh, on this. That's awesome. That's awesome. So that's an awesome story. For those of you who are listening, I will definitely link the show in the show notes so you guys can see the show for yourselves and you can and understand the sounds and Lilia. You, I'll link her podcast as well. So I'm curious, where does uh, you started the Castle of Dance. Who was your partner? And was it Mirti? Or if it wasn't Mirti, then where did Mirti, when did you and Mirti eventually meet? Okay. Uh, basically, I opened Castle of Dance. I had no dance partner. I had no dance partner. I had my girlfriend that was assisting me, my ex girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, back in the day, telling uh, a lady that doesn't understand the system, of social dance. So you're going to tell her that you have not one, but two dance partner. It's a lot of problems. Mm. So to avoid those problems, I let her be on this, but it was a mistake <laughs> because never mix uh, too much the professional side and the personal side. Mm-hmm. Unless you already know and found the right balance and learn each other also through the process. For sure. So I opened up my, my dance school. So I was basically alone with an assistant. And at the moment that I, I bro- broke up, 
uh, actually it was funny. Uh, I broke up with uh, my partnership with Lydia and my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> so mm. in the same uh, period. So I said like, okay, so right now I need to find a dance partner that can be available for my dance school and mm-hmm. for the bookings. But also in same time, in the meantime, I'm going to train this lady that she can be skilled and put on the same level as me. Mm. I bet again on my, <laughs> on my future. I like to bet. And it happened this way. So basically I was going to castings mm. and I put like flyer and stuff, but it's the first, uh, the first time that I received that much messages. How uh, I wasn't ready for that. How many <laughs> ladies just wants to travel? It's crazy. Mm. Also, man, because we will love to travel. Everyone, as you for sure. But it was too crazy. Even students for me, like, yeah, I know I'm not at the level, but, <laughs> but <laughs> if there is any chance, if you see potential, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've done some as well. I've gotten some of those messages, so I can re- definitely relate to that. Yeah, uh, so. It was just going crazy. I was just receiving messages of people explaining, uh, describing their life. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I was short in time. And I, I, I was like, okay, I could just take one of my best students or Mirti. But Mirti, I didn't want it to go with Mirti. People mm. were telling me, yeah, you should dance with her. I said, no. I said, no, I don't want. They said, because why? I said, no, this lady look too arrogant. <laughs> I'm like, no, because you know, back in the, now you, people see me at the, yeah. Uh-huh. The was like, the RBF. But it, it, have you heard of RBF? Sorry. Have you heard of RBF? No. What is, what it is? It means resting bitch face. <laughs> 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 no, but basically, you know, she so it wasn't this. No, no, no. She didn't do this on purpose. She, it was kind of a way to protect herself. Mm. So she wasn't do the, doing this by, uh, in the, in the mean way. It was just a natural, uh, reaction, you know, when uh, a ladies just try to protect themselves, you know? Mm. And I was like, no, I don't want this. I don't like her energy. I don't like her attitude. And she was really young. So, you know, at some point when they have this age, you don't know what you want. You just mess around. And I'm like, exactly. And nothing's really serious. Yeah. And I'm like, I just need someone that's serious. So I start to talk uh, because my, one of my best friends forced me to talk to her. I talk a bit and I say, okay, uh, so let's dance. Maybe who knows? We're going to just figure out if we are able to be a match and what happened uh, she did a, a mistake in terms of following. I touched mm. her, her feet and this thing switched to be the split that we are doing a lot. Mm. You know, I do a split uh, in a lateral way, moving forward with her. This was mm-hmm. the first thing that I did create with Mirti without being partner. Oh. So I, wa- I was having this visionary mindset. So I was like, mm. <laughs> Wait, (laughs) I have no connection with this lady for sure, but there there is potential. Mm -hmm. 
And this thing, I smell it like from far. But I said like, there is potential, but I had a, a hard work to do with Mirti. It wasn't only dancing wise, but human wise. Mm. I did like a job for her to just grow as a woman, but the fact that she grew as a woman, her teaching skills also grow naturally. Mm. So her human contact also grow naturally. And it was funny because I, at some point I just get some student. They were like, just, yeah. He, one guy came to me. Yeah. Shamalo, you know what? Before you, I didn't like Mirti, but now I really love her. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, just laughing, you know? And he said, he said that, you know, like spontaneously. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but it, it, it's just really good to see the positive thing because now, when you see it, people see Mirti as like on top. Mm-hmm. Semba on top. Kizomba on top. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fusion on top. Urban Keys on top. So I just, I'm happy that we did a great job because uh, for this, it takes two. Okay. For sure. Doesn't matter if I'm mentoring or not, it still takes two. And I'm really happy about where we are. Uh, happy for now because I'm uh, someone who is never satisfied. So she knows already, I have already um, uh, a big picture, but we are really not close to this even. But for for people, we are like already like, but uh, yeah, I'm really happy with her. And she's a nice lady. She grows, she, she can surprise people and it was funny because she told me something. She said, like, since that I dance with you, it's too easy to feel, to follow anyone else. Mm. And when she said that, I, I never understood, you know, because at some point, you know, I got this feedback that because I'm giving some different uh, information. And if you're a lady and you're used to one certain way to move, I'm just going to surprise you, but you will not be ready to follow me. So you need really to get rid having this baby mindset, like, okay, I'm just going to dance and what happened, happened. But if you're already expecting something, it's going to be hard to follow me. For sure. And since that she said this, I was like, I didn't understood, you know, I was like, I don't know. And I just remember that my taxi team just said this to me that actually they say like, Shamalo is like a diesel. You know, you have the benzene and you have the diesel. The ladies need at least two music to be able to start to feel more comfortable with him. But when they are like having this two music, it's done. Hmm. You are calling me like, uh, I don't know if you have this in, in, in US, uh, security, social security. It's a, it's a, we have like, we call this like security social in France, but it's a, mm-hmm. we have always, is always busy. <laughs> Mm, I gotcha. And they were calling me like that because when they were, because you know, when a lady see a lady so happy in your arms, she want the same. Mm-hmm, definitely. And they were saying that I didn't choose about physics, about, uh, about color, about, I don't care. People were just coming and coming and coming and coming and coming and coming. And since this, I just realized that, oh, she might be right. But because also I'm, I'm, I think I'm not alone in my head when it's about technique. <laughs> mm, for sure. That's awesome. So 
you met Mirti and you started dancing with her and then she started working with you for Council of Dance and then also for the bookings together. Yes. Yeah? So how many years have you guys been dancing together now? Three. Mm, that's awesome. I definitely can say from watching your demos that you can see like a really good base of like Kizomba Semba, like I mentioned before, and then also uh, fusion with like hip hop moves or the splits or maybe the way that you carry her and do the lean or something like that. So mm. how do you find that balance of like connecting to the roots and making sure that it's still recognizable as Kizomba, but then also adding your own personal flavor? Like what goes on in your brain for that? <laughs> My brain is a, it's a Rubik's cube. <laughs> so I was like, you know, at the beginning, to be honest, I was really afraid that to put too much hip hop because I was like, hey, mm. hip hop, I hate this, this, this. I still have the memory of the, of the, the, the show Africa Danza. Yeah, it's too much. Mm. And I also, I had like this problem back in the day. Now I feel way better about this because, you know, when you start to know your value, you start to ignore what people think because I wanted to go away from this picture of the urban keys, mm. you know, it's like, it's not that I don't like urban keys or that I don't like the people, but I didn't see myself connected to them because I see a lot of pattern, different pattern. Like I love my, my brothers, you know, but in terms of technique, uh, people will, will be able to compare, uh, Saber with, uh, Azedin. Mm. They are two different style. Don't get me wrong, but they have something similar that you can recognize as the same dance. But in my head, I was like, first, I have too much hip hop in my body, but I also work hard on my foundation. So I, I was like, okay, people will maybe because of the choice of music, maybe. <laughs> but even on this, I, I'm dancing on ghetto zook sometimes. I'm dancing sometimes on, on, on kizomba or, or afro and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, people, are we in the same planet? Are we seeing the same thing? So I was like feeling frustrated, but it was a personal uh, stuff. So that's why I wanted to push myself away from that. But at the end of the day, my balance, I was like, I was just scared, scared to put, to show myself because I'm a hip hop dancer also. It's, I cannot, I cannot deny this. Mm -hmm. I was also at some point being too much influenced on the, on what people said. And I shut down the door and I said, doesn't matter. I'm going to do what I love. You like me for who I am. This is good. You don't like me. I lose my job. <laughs> mm. But the fact that we were crazy on foundation with Mirti and we made, we made sure that actually our, our combo or tricks are not a choreo mm. that are actually leadable. Maybe it's going to be like, it's going to look showy, but it's leadable. Meaning that doesn't matter which music you're going to put, I'm going to be able to place everything on the music. Mm. Meaning that when it goes smooth through the music, you feel already the, 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 the fusion uh, between the tricks and the dance. Mm -hmm. But next to that, I was like, okay, I need to, to incorporate my hip hop thing, but still having a logical connection with Kizomba or Kizomba fusion. 
because you know when I go to the floor or when I'm going to 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 to, to jump on doing the pinpoint, uh, I could do this alone. Mm. But the key is to show that we are still having a f- leading and following. That's why you see me constantly holding a hand, no matter what. Mm. And we found out the right thing to be able that I'm not going to break her, but I still am going to still be able to bring the, the tricks and her to just being able to follow with Jenga. Mm. And this thing put the perfect balance. Definitely. That's awesome. Yeah, I definitely see that. In, and it's always really awesome to see the creativity from your demos and like see the crazy, very unique moves because nobody else does them, you know? So it's good to see that creativity to also inspire the creativity in other people. And I guess, like you said, not to be afraid to show yourself, you know, because, you know, during that time that like when we were trying to define what is Urban Kids and Kizomba, there was a lot of pressure about like doing what Kizomba was and not adding too much stuff because if you did too much, then you could uh, have like a negative, a negative view. But I would say now like 2018, 2019 into 2020, there's been a lot more accepting of, of fusion and like into the dance as, as the dance has started to grow for sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But my, my, I totally agree with you. What I was just, uh, uh, do after analyzing everything that is even in Samba, they use the moon world. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But because you will be then Samba and you are not a longer land people and you do the moon world, it might be, <laughs> I said, it might be just to have this mm-hmm. open that people will say you will, you'd known then Samba. Mm. So I was like, at the end of the day, it's just opinions. If you do something good and you can inspire people, good. But still make a logical connection that it can still be a plus for uh, the community. Because if it's a if it's a plus because people like your thing and at the end you break the back of everyone on the dance floor, uh, yeah, mm. forget it. But that 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 concern only me. So yeah, I agree with you on this. But yeah. We just need to move forward and find the, the right way to move forward together. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure, like you said, that you observe, if we take a look at the Kizoma scene, it's starting to grow and it's becoming, there's more and more festivals happening on different continents and things like that. But we still have a lot of work to do to get the dance to grow to like Salsa, for example, where they have a lot more budget and money that they're able to put into their festivals and their competitions and all kinds of things like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. They have a lot of work to do. Actually, they, they need to have a change in terms of, uh, you know, I think maybe defining artists uh, in the Kizomba because the artist and the scene, I mean, artist, DJ, uh, teacher, uh, mm-hmm. et cetera, et singer, they are the one who actually puts the the style of the music on the front. If they have no show of Kizomba, how do you think that the the people will know about Kizomba? It needs to be on TV. Mm-hmm. It needs to have, to have this dope show that it's on TV or you go to God Talent. People, imagine you go to God Talent, American God Talent. Kizomba artists 
in American God Talent and everyone a got a golden buzzer. I don't know. I just mm-hmm. exactly. I hear you. But if you do that, this is done. How many people is gonna be do a Neo Kizomba festival? <laughs> you will be like mm. sorry due to the corona <laughs> restriction. <laughs> we can only have 500 people, but the one you can have the waiting list for next year. Mm. And maybe you even have like a Beyonce or Rihanna or something like that make a Kizomba track, you know? Already with the Afro stuff, you can do a lot. Mm-hmm. But we still didn't reach uh, the fact that we need to have someone who create an amazing show and just put this on the map. Mm, and, I agree. and when we're going to put this on the map, the DJ and the singer do the work behind. This is done because at some point, you know, if it's a hype, I don't know. Let's say if Rihanna do, they will not call Kizomba, they will call this pop still. Mm-hmm. A bit related to Ghetto Zoo. Mm-hmm. And you have a Kizomba couple dancing in it. This is this is the end. For sure. I hear you. No, it's awesome. I hear, brother. So it's been awesome to hear your journey. And I know that 2020 has been a really difficult year for a lot of artists. So it's good to hear your voice and hear that you're still like inspired about dance and things like that. To hopefully other people can listen to the podcast and like not lose hope about not being able to dance and things like that. And hopefully when we get past this Corona thing, we'll be able to get back to the festivals and get back to working to, to help grow the, the dancing, you know? Yeah. 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 I hope so too. We cross the finger and we try to work harder. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. Um, before we end the podcast, uh, two things. First thing is letting people know how they can find out about you on social media. So let us know your links And the second thing would be a quote, an inspirational quote that you feel that you want to, or a message that you want to share with the people. Okay. Hello. I start to switch French. <laughs> It's okay. So <laughs> if you want to find us on uh, the social media, you can go to Facebook and search for King Shamalo and Mirti. Like the page, you just click on the button who looks like my fist with a thumbs up. You can find Mirti on Instagram, Mirti XXX. It's just the name. Don't ask me why. <laughs> She's not doing something weird. You can go uh, for my Instagram, King underscore Shamalo. Uh, this is actually the account that I'm putting mostly uh, the, the, the video and the content, what we are doing. Next to that, you can also follow Castle of Dance, www.castleofdance.com. Uh, they have a lot of new stuff that's gonna come. Uh, so we're gonna have like a new app uh, with learning Kizomba. Mm. So it's gonna be totally amazing. Keep following up. Give the support also on Facebook, Castle of Dance, and put the thumbs up. It's really important for the artists, for you to understand. If you support us, Uh, it helps us to put also the dance up front. So totally mm-hmm. amazing. A quote. I'm not going to go in a creative way. I'm just going to say what I said to all my students. Mm-hmm. If you want to succeed and if you want to bring the best thing on the dance floor, do not step your dance, but dance your step. Mm-hmm. That's a good quote. So that's hashtag Shamalo voice. 
<laughs> nice, nice, nice. Okay, brother. Well, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to come and have a chat with me. It was really, really awesome to have you on the show. I know it's getting late for you, so I won't hold you up uh, longer. And yeah, I hope you have a rest of the night and we'll be in touch. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me. And I hope that you guys who are viewing this uh, podcast uh, will enjoy and keep following, keep following, keep following, keep following. Can you say the name again? Which one? The Dance of Heart, Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast. Exactly. Dance with this. Mm-hmm. All right, brother. Thanks so much for your time. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for checking out the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast today. Be sure to check out neokizomba.com for links to everything that we chatted about today, as well as some awesome free resources to enhance your Kizomba journey. Run up with